All right, hello, hello, and welcome to episode one of Baki Talky, the podcast where we talk about Baki. Did I did I tell you the name of the podcast before? No, no, you didn't. I was trying to figure out what you were going to call it. All right, well, go go back to the shadows for another second. I haven't introduced you yet. So yeah, so this show is the show where uh, I've watched Baki, and I'm going to make my friends i guess watch it uh piece by piece and just sort of get a different perspective on it so first off kicking off episode number one we have my friend jack hello hello it's uh a thrill to be on baki talkie um and i'm uh really honored that you would qualify me as a friends sort of i think that was a wording that you used yes i would I consider you a friend i guess yeah, so before we jump into the show, uh, just uh, to let the audience get a bit more familiar with you. So how do we know each other, Jack? Um, well, Steve, you and I went to um, high school together. Uh, I met you when I was in grade 9, and you were in grade 10. Um, and we've been I'm fast in grade 12 friends, now. So. And you're in grade 12, and I am an Oxford graduate. Wow. You'll catch up one, one of these days. <laughs> one of these days i'm taking my time uh, yeah <laughs> you're too busy watching baki all the time i keep on telling you no more baki and we did uh, drama together and then we've just been uh friends since then cool cool that's that's yeah. uh, i think that's enough two two other quick questions uh what are you watching right now other than baki just so we can get a sense of your yeah. taste <laughs> uh atlanta some episodes of slow horses and the new episode of uh, the new season of Barry, and the new series of Taskmaster, but I also do watch a lot of anime, so I have that kind of going for me, you know. Like I, I finished, I just finished eighty six, and uh, Ranking of Kings, which is great. So, I, I, I still have to watch that one. I've, I've only heard. Good oh, it's things. so good. I actually yeah, just started a, a new one, but this show isn't about me. Uh, <laughs> final question. I don't want to hear it. Final question. What did you know about Baki before watching this episode? Anything? Uh, I knew a little bit. I think I watched some video essay on Baki, on, like specifically talking about. I, I, I think the artist in particular, because I know that there have been a bunch of iterations of Baki in the past, like a lot of different anime adaptations and the manga has been going on for I think a while I don't know if it's still going it's still going um, I, was, I was I was gonna bring this up later but it's I think the sixth longest running manga of all time and it has more volumes than one piece um, no really yes it's wow. <laughs> and if you look at how much has happened in one piece versus how much has happened in Baki the, the pace is <laughs> so much slower well that that is a thing. I've wa- I've read all of One Piece. Uh, I've is my my one uh, very normal claim to fame. Yeah, claim to fame. Man, look at this yeah. guy. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. Enough of enough dilly dallying. Let's get into it. So you watched episode one of Baki. Um, I did. I'm gonna ask you to tell me what happened in the episode. Um, <laughs> And then you can tell me what you thought of it. Uh, okay. So, Baki, or, uh, so I almost called you Baki. Uh, so Jack, you can call me Baki. You can. <laughs> I feel like for every guest you have on, you just call them Baki. That would make things more uh, like 
more yeah i think that'd make it easier for the listener if i just call every very cohesive for them yeah baki talking baki so no tell us tell us what happened to our guests who may have watched the episode or who may not have so in episode one of baki you are thrown into the midst of a classroom and everybody's freaking out everybody's having this very weird reaction the ones who first noticed and understood what was happening were his classmates why am i shaking um sir may i please go down to the nurse's office all those who can't stop shaking raise your hands all of you except for one kid who's asleep who looks like a 26-year-old or maybe 30-year-old man versus the rest of the student body, and that is Baki. He's he's definitely he's definitely more muscular than the rest of the wimps in his class. Isn't he like 14 or something like that? Like, I, I think he's like 16 something. Like he's 16. That. The guy has oh my goodness gracious. So he's but he's beat up like he has bruises all over his face and stuff, and then you see that he has a cast later. There's Oh, a random also to contextualize just how tough Baki is. The next scene is him being accosted by three schoolyard bullies. These delinquents possess a strong self-preservation instinct, much like being able to survive in the wild. That have the worst drawn on chains ever. <laughs> but they're also like kind of like weirdly jacked, like their pectoral muscles are like full on like rectangles. You know, Baki, it's not like we chose to live this way to be cool. Well, kinda. What I what um, I couldn't understand is why they none of them buttoned up their shirts. Like just yeah. going to school with unbuttoned, just showing off your pecs in the hallway. Yeah, it was, you always gotta wonder about those those rebel those rebel kids with the uniforms. They just do whatever they want. It's true. But they they're like, oh, you know, easy pickings, and then one of them is like, get it. Huh? Let's just forget this guy, okay? <laughs> and then they all freak out, and the narrator, who has this, like, rich, buttery voice, pops in. Maybe these delinquents didn't have what it takes. We are uh, watching the uh, dub of it, so... Yes, yes, the, um, the English version. The narrator is perfect, and one of my favorite The narrator is very good. Bucky was unlike anything they'd ever seen before. <laughs> alludes to the fact that these kids know how dangerous, just instinctively, how dangerous Baki is. At which point the, the viewer can really say, oh, that guy's dangerous. Then he gets called to the principal's office where this businessman slash um, underground leader of a fighting ring. Mitsunari Tokugawa, the 11th generation head of the Tokugawa business empire rules over the underground fight arena. Is really excited to see Baki they obviously know each other I, I did I did want to touch on that um, what are your thoughts on an 11th generation businessman also being the ruler of an underground fighting ring <laughs> do you think that is uh, capitalism working as intended oh 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 most certainly oh definitely this is like Kaiba Corp going on right now <laughs> honestly um, if it if it had a little more bravery if this guy had more bravery he would bring this ring to the to the the forefront because Kaiba Corp they uh they just you know banish people's souls all the time. Am I supposed to be scared to attack? Well, 
Only if destroying an innocent soul concerns you. Nah. As the president of a major corporation, I have to do that every day. Um, in a, a card game. This one there, you know, trying to be hush-hush about it. See, I, I see it the other way. I see Kaiba sort of like a, a dweeb who plays with card games. Meanwhile, this guy is like having just grown men fight to... Uh, not the death, but um, pretty close to it. In this <laughs> oh, underground it very well looks like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, like the the intro. I didn't talk about the intro. The intro is like heavy, this metal thing going on, like very thunder pumping action excitement. I wanna know the Although the like, I was actually excited to watch it after watching the song, like the um, the yeah the, the intro the theme. Yeah, all the characters looked kind of fun and and odd they were all in different fun weird poses it wasn't the most movement oriented opening but it was it was kind of cool anyways yeah our our um capitalist hero mitsunari tokugawa brings out a stick of dynamite <laughs> he brings out nitroglycerin in the school you know what this is baki i don't know is that a mousetrap it's nitroglycerin yeah, he just he puts it on a table in the principal's <laughs> office where he's called Baki, yeah. too. <laughs> he, he took out this brick, this black brick, and put it on the table. In the back of my mind, I'm like, this guy has dynamite. He brought dynamite to school. And the best part is there's there's no reason he needs that other than as like a visual storytelling aid. And then, and then yeah. Baki doesn't even react. Kind of overkill. No, he doesn't even care. He's like, oh, well, this again. Or like... <laughs> He just does not give a shit. Um, Baki doesn't care about anything the entire time. He's not particularly worried. Um, we'll get into the, yeah. some of the more worrisome stuff later, but... Um, so so what are your thoughts on uh, the, the creation of Dynamite and how that has to play into our story? It was... That's like a... I think it was like a two and a half to three minute segue just to use like a simile to what's going on right now, like a metaphor. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite things this show does all the time. <laughs> it does it often? Oh, the narrator will just start talking about random shit. His supply of glycogen, a human's last resort for cellular energy, had completely run out. Uh, in, in one episode, he just talks about um, a guy who got killed by the mob for four minutes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what the... But that, but not to get ahead of ourselves. Um by the way, I looked it up. Uh, it's, you know, I, I don't know if you thought it was, like, a real thing, but, like, it's it's not really. Um. I was, uh, no, I honestly, he said it with such conviction that I was wondering if it was an actual occurrence. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a Synchronicity. Myth. Yeah, yeah. For, for, for our viewers, but, um, actually, why, why don't you explain what synchronicity is, Jack? It's, it's basically that um, in, in nitroglycerin terms, it used to be um, it couldn't crystallize. And then all of a sudden, all at once around the world, all nitroglycerin crystallized at the exact same time in a, a synchronicity, some sort of like event greater than, you know, the people that are beholding it. It said from that day on, batches of nitroglycerin all over the world began crystallizing one after another. That's called synchronicity. <sighs> it is also a police album. And I think that is where the the inspiration comes from. 
Yeah, well, you know, when they recorded that album, it actually showed up in everybody's uh, record player across the country. <laughs> People started oh, no, no. singing their songs all at once. <laughs> Who, what, what, what's her name? Um, uh, Bono's band. You do. Um, you <laughs> tried to do that recently. And it wasn't, uh, you know, it was a false synchronicity, obviously. The amount of times I've listened to that album, because it was the only album on my phone. I, I love just singing around, like, Volcano. Anyway. Wow, you actually know the album. That's, a, that's, oh, that's yeah. earnestly impressive. Volcano. Anyway. Yeah, so we know what lightning and uh, nitroglycerin and synchronicity can be. Um, what, what happened next? So he was bringing up synchronicity as a means to tell Baki something bad's going down. And then we cut to the USA in a prison where a guy's about to be hung. Everybody's really nervous. He's like, kind of scary dude. Well, Mr. Dorian, do you have any last words to say? <laughs> I want to taste defeat. But doesn't put up a fight. He goes up there and it is, is hanged. The narrator kicks in to say like, oh, you, you gotta leave him up there for 10 minutes. State Law Article 29, Clause 3. After a hanging, the prisoner is to be left on the gallows for 10 minutes. Thing, and then a coroner um, comes through and, and makes sure that they're dead. And surprise, he's alive. He's got the biggest tongue you've ever seen sticking out of his mouth. Yeah, um, I, like I, I, was, Simmons. I was wondering if when you die, your tongue falls out or something, because I didn't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe he was just selling it. Like, maybe he was just really... You know, he was practicing what it would look like to die and was like, this will really. He Googled put what, the do, point. what do dead tongues look like? And uh... yeah, he um, very quickly gets out of that. It seemed like it wasn't much of a problem to begin with. Like, he could have just busted out of the locks instantly. Yeah. There. Yeah. So I'm not entirely. He seems just like very uh, a flair, a penchant for the dramatic. But he quickly karate chops two guards' heads off, and then murders everybody else, and says, "I'll see you in Japan, in Tokyo. <laughs> um, I want to know defeat." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you in Tokyo. Yes. <clears throat> So that that is the synchronicity is that um, multiple mm -hmm. people across the world have decided to go to Tokyo uh, to taste defeat. Um, what yeah. do you, what are your thoughts on that, Jack? Well, the whole sequence was bizarre. I was like, okay, they'll show us one, and then they showed us a second. I'm like, are they going to show us three? And I thought it was just three, <laughs> but it was five. Whole the whole episode, you barely even know who the heck Baki is. It's all of these other dudes. Like, I, like I think it's under the uh, assumption that. You probably know you're probably watching Baki because you've watched the other Baki, which is adaptations. Which is an absurd assumption. Do you know when the last Baki that this is um, this is following it came out? Uh, 1995. 2001. 2000. Oh my gosh! It was 17 years <laughs> in between the, the two animes coming out, uh, and as the show goes on, like the, like this is like following directly where the other one left off and they just they'll just they'll just throw in a line here and there and be like yes baki did this 18 it's, years ago it's following directly where they i wasn't like i i had a feeling that it was but i didn't like 
Oh my goodness, that's well, ridiculous. You you know what I realized for the first time because I usually skip it the the opening theme song where it's just showing clips of them fighting. I think that was yeah. their attempt to recap the previous anime. <laughs> Oh. All of all of those scenes come from the tournament that was the end of the last anime. Right. Yeah. Intriguing. I guess that makes sense. Okay. But yeah, so all of these killers are and that they that includes they just kind of progressively get a little better each time. There was the the USA guy, then there is um Oh, who's who's up next? Is it Russia? No, Russia was next like up is uh, Doyle, the guy who got electrocuted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> from scotland and the guy who's like rubbing it in in his face has eyes that are going in either direction like yeah that That guy looked ridiculous and he sounded like craig ferguson on a bender yeah craig ferguson big fan of baki he asked him to be in that this episode uh for the english (laughs) dub so the uh he got electrocuted but if he had been electrocuted for 10 more seconds he would have had what he wanted most in life, which is death. If you'd only waited 10 more seconds before switching off the juice, my greatest wish would have come true. Um, don't I don't know why he didn't just ask for more, but... Exactly! You know? The guy the guy who was <laughs> operating the chair was right there. He could have... <laughs> Hit me with another. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to ask you about that, but... I guess I'll just follow up with what did you think of his turtleneck once he uh, once he left the um, <laughs> left the prison? Honestly, super stylish. Don't know where the heck he got it from, but I like the immediate turn to fashion. Yeah, I think from... canonically he murdered Steve Jobs on the way to uh, <laughs> to the airport. That makes sense. I think I remember reading something about that. All right, and so, who, who was it after Doyle? Uh, the the Russian Sikorsky? Yeah, Sikorsky. I, yeah, yeah, because it was this uh, massive hole in the Russian winter. So it was just this hole in the earth, and they were like, how do you get out? He climbed. You're telling me he grabbed onto a crack and climbed out? This wall's a hundred meters straight up! Sikorsky's physical abilities are beyond extraordinary. What? And then they add an extra bit of uh, detail to say that he would have won them so many gold medals if he hadn't resulted, <laughs> resorted to a life of crime. If he hadn't gotten mixed up with the criminal elements, who knows just how many gold medals he would have brought home to their motherland. Yep. Which is a great detail for a villain. Um, well, that'd be like if Usain Bolt became a thief and nobody could catch him because he just ran away so fast. Mm, you yeah. gotta wonder if he uh, if he had resorted to that lifestyle, just how successful the thief he would be. Why? Well, I, I think the thing that Baki presents is that Usain Bolt isn't really the fastest man alive, and that all of the real fast guys would just turn to crime, and that the the Olympic athletes are nothing. Uh, compared to our uh, criminals in, in society, that was, that was you got to think takeaway. about the. Obviously, it's just way more fun to 
challenge yourself and go to Tokyo to beat some people up or get into a street race or something in a crime syndicate. The the competition's there. The Olympics are just chumps. Yeah. That's what the Fast and Furious crew did in their second movie. They went to Tokyo to taste defeat. <laughs> third movie, third movie. Oh no. And it wasn't right. even and uh Paul T- what's his name? Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Um I'm gonna say Paul Dano. Yeah. The Joker. The the Riddler does tricks. Um, the uh, Paul Walker wasn't even in the movie. It was just a, a random dude. Oh yeah. See, I, I I only watched like one scene from that movie. Um, well, this is a great um, segue to welcome you onto my podcast about the Fast and the Furious series. <laughs> oh man, in the middle of my podcast. Yeah, a really ambitious podcast within a podcast. Wow, you're going to get a lot of viewers. I, I'm going to funnel in at least three. Um, so <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'll, I'll get them way. people skipping, skip, some people skipping through. It's probably one and a half listens. Yeah. All right. So, I, so I think there's there's two, uh, two prisoners two left. I think this, the fourth was my favorite. He was also... In it's it's hard to say. Basically, some sort of congressman was there to interview him for one reason or another. A guard's warning him about. All See, this I, stuff I assumed thing. that was his lawyer, but I guess it could be a congressman. Editor Steve here. I think I was a bit too generous in this argument. They never explicitly say what his job is, although they do uh, refer to his predecessor as the previous counselor uh, or counsel. Uh, maybe maybe that was the mix up there, but it's it's pretty clear he's legal counsel because if he was a congressman, why is he going into a submarine to talk to a serial killer? I I don't know. Maybe maybe Jack has an interesting view of your local congressman. Anyway, I thought he said congressman. Um, if it was his lawyer, then he has a really bad way of showing it. But gotcha. the 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 congressman lawyer has a black belt in karate. Yeah, which is. How anybody who took karate says it um, after a certain point. See, I'm I don't have my black belt, unfortunately. I just have a brown belt that I wear around sometimes. Mm. I found actually that you don't even need a belt if you just grow uh, until your pants uh, just fit naturally. Um, I think that all the martial arts people are wasting their time. Uh, so what? So what happened to this guy, the congressman who uh, went to go see a criminal? He walks up. And, uh, you, you know, hit him with the classic, but he's not there. And then from the ceiling grate, he grabs him and crushes his head against the ceiling. The guard yells, you know, curse you. Um, Speck. Tom, what's his name? Speck. Oh, Speck, right. He's able to also deftly grab a, um, a gold tooth out of this man's now smushed mouth. At which point, we kind of got a, a, a idea of it earlier, but he seems to be able to pick any sort of lock or fashion a metallic some substance into whatever he needs to open any door. I, th- so, I think that's the unifying theme for these criminals. They're all very good with their fingers. The, um, so he breaks out of what you figure out is a submarine, and then everybody's like, Oh, he's he's gonna die. It takes five minutes to swim to the surface. 
But it's impossible to swim to the surface. It'd take five minutes. Let him try. He'll be dead in 30 seconds. <laughs> He's laughing and says, for the last year, I've been doing workouts holding my breath for a minute at a time. And then it's the reveal of his face. And I think he has, like, his eyebrows have muscles. <laughs> He's the most bizarre looking one yet. He is the weirdest guy. He has the weirdest backstory, which we won't learn for another few episodes. Um, and yeah, he can hold his breath for five minutes. My 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 favorite thing is the guy who yells, "He won't make it to the surface." It we're five minutes underwater, as if as if all submarine attendants know this. <laughs> it's so strange. You you wonder if it's five minutes in terms of uh, submarine diving, or five minutes in terms of what if it's it's a five minute in terms of a person's capability of, of going down. I think that's well, what that's it is. Five that's five time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, you can cut that observation. It wasn't very um, fruitful. Don't worry. This is going to be like a two minute video by the time I'm done with it. I think he's my favorite. He's just bizarre. And it feels like five minutes is, you know, obviously that's the, like, a human being really can't do that unless you're, I don't know, David Blaine or something. But uh, you, um, it's it seems like a low ball for these, you know, hyper. Um, I was gonna say sexualized, um, <laughs> hyper. It's also uh, true. Hyper powered, yeah, true. Uh, these hyper powered individuals. Yeah, well, that that's one of the things I love about Bach. Like, like just five minutes. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing. It's 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 like the author wants it to be believable, but if but it it's just not. And it, 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 yeah. it like nobody's ever gonna lift up a car, but th- they'll get very close to that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So you could say he really wants it to be believable, but the next guy directly contradicts that because he is inside this reinforced glass wall that bullets can't even shoot through. He's in the Hannibal Lecter cage in his underwear. (laughs) Um, are we sure that glass cage is safe? It'll deflect even the bazookas we got from the defense agency. In his underwear, a little little, um, loincloth, very calmly. He's in Japan itself, and he's calmly writing something down. And then he asks them what the the guards, what the most deadly poison is. They don't really answer. And then he starts talking to them about the glass and the fact for him, it's just regular, a regular sheet of glass because he's able to put his hand on the glass, make a vacuum, and then use that pressurized surface to break the glass the, the reinforced glass that a bullet can't even that's go just through. physics jack you know vacuums they're quite strong and I'm just I, I really just love how grounded in reality this thing is like we were saying well i love a minute later when he blows a guy's brains out by <laughs> putting <laughs> his putting his hands on his ears and then going whoosh you never answered what's the most poisonous gas the answer is this. My apologies. In my desire to taste defeat, I am heading for the capital. What's the strongest poison? This. 
<laughs> like you give them like a raspberry, but like the worst raspberry you'd ever want. Yeah, yeah. This episode, and I apologize because I forgot how much of a bloodbath it is. Um, as as the show goes, I I think they really wanted to establish that these guys were criminals and deadly, and so they just uh, completely murder so many people. Uh, and in some extremely graphic ways, like the guy who gets his brain blown out of his ear. Um, so Honestly, so sorry about that. <laughs> it was great. But the, the funny thing about the blowing his brain out of his ear, it didn't even look like his brain. It looked like his large intestine that came out. Yeah. He, he blew down and then uh, <laughs> his whole body came <laughs> just... up through the other ear. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way that airways work when you're, you know, blowing air through your ear yes this well this guy's a master of the human form so yeah right so i i think that was more or less the end of the episode um <laughs> yeah the 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 old man the the he, he's kind of eccentric he's at the same time as warning him he's kind of excited uh and he's just he's got the the weirdest energy baki you know what that means don't you it seems like he is really jazzed for Baki to fight these people, but also is aware of the grave situation that it entails. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember what exactly he said, but uh, yeah, he was excited. He was excited for this kid to fight. Well, you know what? Serial killers. I think he's supposed to be like the audience, you know? We're excited, but we're also um, scared for Baki, even though he right. is the world's because strongest I've... 16-year-old boy. Yes, and you know literally zero about him from this first, like nothing about him from this first episode, aside from the fact that he sleeps in class, has some bruises, and can scare schoolyard bullies. You don't even know that he's strong, necessarily. Like, you don't know what, what he's done, aside from the, the intro to the episode. Jack, that was basically perfect, because my, my next segment was, I'm going to... Uh, just to make things a bit easier for people as we go along, I wanted somebody to define a character each episode um, and we can sort of keep a collection of that so i can help introduce new guests to the show on the cast of characters so could you define baki to me baki the character <laughs> baki the character baki was unlike anything they'd ever seen before <laughs> they didn't know what to make of him he is he sleeps in class he has bruises on his face often, I would imagine. Boyishly floppy brown hair and is not phased by anything. As cool of a cucumber in any situation. Dynamite, he's fine with. Serial killers, he's fine with. Schoolyard boys, I guess that's not really the best one to finish on. but That'll do. Yeah, not, not, uh, not worried about anything. I guess because he's just that strong. Yes. Well, just wait until you see him fight this season. I think he does it like twice. He, <laughs> for a show named Baki, he doesn't get up to too much. He only fights twice? I'd be surprised if that's how many times he fights. Uh, the next episode is... Uh, we've only introduced half the fighters this season. The The next episode is going to introduce the good guys. Oh, the good guys. Okay, so he has a, a rogues gallery, like a, a gallery of, of people that are on his side that you're supposed to be rooting for as well for fighters yeah it's okay 
Yeah, and the I thought it was hockey against the world. No, no, because because <laughs> that would be that would make too much sense. Uh, Baki is, oh man, I, I I can't spoil what happens to Baki. It's very anticlimactic what he does this season, but uh, that's probably already enough of a. I might I might even cut that. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so that was that was the episode, and thank you for defining Baki for me. So. What were your overall thoughts? Were you intrigued? Um, did you did you think this seems like a good show? On honest opinions, I was intrigued because it gave you so little, like literally nothing. The intro made me. The intro generally made me excited. I watched it a second time and I got a little less excited, but I was kind of jazzed for the show. And then everything else told me so little, nothing about the main character. And I was like, I just want to see what happens in the next episode. And now knowing that the next episode is just introducing more people as opposed to talking about Baki, <laughs> just, I know for a fact that I'd fall down a rabbit hole of watching this entire show out of spite. All right. Well, make sure you don't if you it's, ever want to come back on the show. <laughs> that's exactly what I was planning. So I, I would say I would say this is probably a bad show. <laughs> I would say it's probably not a good show <laughs> from the terrific nitroglycerin metaphor um random man bringing a stick of dynamite to a school to the five character introductions none of which were the main character or this they kind of did a small introduction on the old dude but aside from that it's it's pretty general yep stack's voice actors though stack voice acting cast one of them was definitely sasuke Editor's note, uh, no. Um, I think. Which one? Oh, it was, I think it was, oh, it was the guy in Glasgow. It was the guy who was in the Oh, Doyle? Doyle, yeah, I think so. Oh, Joy. Well, I've never watched uh, Naruto. I've never watched that show, so um, my view of Sasuke is definitely plummeting now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Doyle's... Doyle's the worst. Um, oh, why? He's got the, this this wankiest turtleneck. Oh, you should see what he wears next. But uh, we'll leave we'll leave on that cliffhanger. Uh, Jax, thank you so much for coming on the show um, and for kicking things off on the right foot. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is uh, it's a blast watching these um, fighters not fight. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't, get used to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, this has uh, been Talking Baki, and we are now done Talking Baki. I'm going to come up with a better sign off than that. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>